Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks. And the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, Network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies gets you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere. Or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Kolb, who's a co-founder of Hum. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, Matt. How you doing? I am doing pretty well. Whenever I get a chance to interview a local founder from Arizona, uh, it's always a good day. So I'm, I'm stoked for this. <laughs> yeah, man. Me too. I love the uh, love the community here and the growth in the, uh, the startup space. 100%. 100%. So let's dive right into it. What is Hum? What are you working on? Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, Hum is rideshare done right. We are the equitable and fair rideshare experience. Uh, we launched here in Arizona. Essentially what we do is we put drivers back in the driver's seat of the industry. Um, we give them the opportunity to earn 100% of their fares while also taking care of the passengers with a flat rate fare model that completely cuts out price gouging practices that are hidden under the guise of, of surge pricing. Cool. So I, I was a former Uber driver. Uh, so I know, I know this very well. I know the experience it is, it is what it is. So I'm curious, walk me through what is the experience of, of someone if they were to join hum and drive or ride the King's just going to walk us through what does that experience look like if they were to use your app instead of one of the alternatives? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll start out with the driver piece. You know, we 
we really are driver centric at the end of the day. Um, but again, truthfully, we are rather user centric. Um, for drivers, we've we've uplifted uplifted uh, the process for them. Right, I mentioned they earn one hundred percent of the fares. So for net new drivers, we're really targeting the full time rideshare drivers and what I like to call the go getter part timers, the guys that are working guys and gals that are working 40 hour work weeks and are doing ride share on the side. So they're like the hustlers of the space. These are the people that go out and get stuff done. Um, to join as a driver, it's pretty simple. We offer a 30 day trial of hum. And then after that, there's a monthly flat rate subscription as a driver. So a little bit of like this pay to play model. Um, and from there they start driving and they start earning everything. Uh, we have safety checks, background checks along the way to make sure that our drivers are safe individuals at the end of the day, because, you know, we, we've heard tons about um, all of the bad cases that have happened with uh, the existing rideshare companies. Um, from the passenger side, it's actually really simple as well. It's really not a far step away from what you and I have experienced as passengers. You simply download the app, create your account and request a ride. Um, what you have as a benefit of a passenger is just a flat rate fare model. Um, so our fares are anytime fares. They do not go up. They do not go down. They're very predictable for passengers. So you know exactly what you're going to get. And with us and our targeting and selection process of drivers, we have an uplifted passenger experience. Um, you're treated well, you're greeted. You're just going to have a better time. I mean, your car is not going to smell like McDonald's and cigarettes. <laughs> I, I <laughs> that's uh that has happened as a as a rider so I, yeah. I think that's great um so walk me through this is you know a big endeavor here why did you decide to start this or in other words like what's the origin story here and and why hum for you yeah um you know this goes back a, a good bit i'll try to give you the concise as concise version of possible so we don't have like a two hour long podcast um but before hum i you know, I couldn't have predicted myself going into the space. My background is actually in the software space on the sales side. Um, and uh, I guess when I was in college, I was in college in a fortunate time to have seen the launches of both Uber and Lyft um, at a, a really good age for those launches as well, right? You're kind of like an ideal age of one of their core users. Um, you know, they, of course, have different user types, but a college age student certainly is one of them. And... It used to be a, a really top-notch experience, and that experience carried on for a good while. You used to feel good calling these cars, right? Like, do you remember, like, like kind of the feeling of, like, calling a limo back in the day? If you ever sat in the back of one of those, you felt, like, high class, sort of, and it, it was the same feeling with Rideshare. But um, um, I got into software sales after college, and I was an avid Rideshare passenger and user, whether it be for work. Um, I was in the Bay Area and I was doing like Uber pools, Lyft pools. Um, I was commuting through it. I was having a uh, social time through it. And I just thought that the space became predatory. Um, and that resulted in the passenger experience deteriorating over the years. Driver earnings became awful. Drivers began to lose a sense of pride in their work overall. And that all passed on to the passenger, unfortunately. You know, alongside that, passenger fares went up. Um, roughly 80% over the last four years, in fact. And through that same period, driver earnings have remained stagnant. Um, you know, it, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be naive. Like the incumbents are killing it. Like they're doing a great job, but 
it's at the expense of the end users, which is like you and me as passengers and all the drivers out there. Um, so I asked myself, you know, how sustainable is that? Um, started having all the conversations about a better way to approach rideshare. And um, I think uh, the love for the SaaS model that I was surrounded with entered from there. We said, you know, let's create a subscription model in rideshare where drivers subscribe and therefore they can reclaim pride in their work by earning much, much more than they are with the other guys. And we'd also present a more transparent model. We can really bring this sense of inclusion and community into the space. And um, through that, we can we can just uplift the entire rideshare experience. So um, that's that's how we got here. We started working on it about two years ago, and then we launched in uh, in February of this year. So you just said you launched in February in Arizona. So like, what does that look like? Or I guess in other words, like, what are you spending your time on these days? Like, obviously you have a marketplace, you got to ship code, you got to capitalize the thing. So like, what are you spending your time on as, as CEO of this company? Man, um, just about everything. Um, I've never worn so many hats in my life. I mean, you know, you're doing customer support work, you're doing marketing work, you're out there, you're fundraising, you're building out models, you're analyzing, you're working on strategy, you're talking with drivers on a daily basis, hosting driver meetups, um, speaking with potential vertical partners as well to produce rides. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my day's all over the place. It seems like each day is a new surprise. And um, I think the, uh, the, the, the greatest bit of it all is like, or like what, what keeps my head on straight is just focusing on the here and now and you know each day really is so different like one thing i i've talked with so many people about is this concept of like oh what i thought i knew yesterday and um every day like we wake up and what you thought your top priorities are can totally shift right then and there and so um i start my day thinking about what needs to get, get done right now what's the most important thing for um for, for accomplishing the day and what is going to push the business in the right direction. So um, it's a little bit of everything, man. And hopefully doing that little bit of everything, you know, every day for a long time results in something, right? That's something being your vision, you know, making it happen. But what, what is the vision, right? If you were to look out 5, 10, 15 years, if you're not if, when you are successful with HUM, what does the world look like then? Um, and what's it going to take to get there? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, well, what it's going to take to get there is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, we have certainly shed all three of those um, throughout the last couple of years. But, and I plan on continuing to do so for the next 10, 15, right, to uh, to make sure this is successful. Um, you know, my, my vision for the future is, is, much beyond um is much beyond the movement of rideshare um this look what we're doing at the end of the day really is a movement um it's community driven it's people driven it's um it's it's uh, it's like following a revolution outline um you know I, I really am focusing on this uprising and power to the people um and so what i what i see in the next like 5 10 15 years man is is we're in all the markets. Um, we're a key player in all these markets in rideshare. Um, we are synonymous with getting around town, with getting to work, with making sure you have a safe ride at the end of the night. Um, and you know, beyond that, uh, my my focus is is really just on growing this thing and getting to that place. 
a lot of people always ask about exits and you know if i uh if i keep my horse blinders on right now and continue focusing on again the here and now building the most sustainable model and growing this thing like the end of the day we can have a variety of exit options um, that include like both acquisitions and mergers um there have been plenty exits in this space in the past um and truthfully they're all over the place in terms of like what companies can acquire you so um just got to focus on keeping a clean business model and keeping clean operations to get there i love that and in order to make it happen you'll need some help right it takes a village to make a startup work and scale so my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help are you hiring are you raising money looking for customers riders drivers partners like how can we assist Dude, I cannot wait for the day that we're hiring first and foremost. That is like one of the things I most look forward to. I can't wait to have a team of people and find people that, you know, love what we're doing. Um, we're not quite there yet, um, but we are continuing to fundraise, which I think is a never ending job as well. Um, come to learn that, but yeah, continuing to fundraise, you know, anyone in the investor network, um, I'd love to connect with and just at least build a relationship um, whether it's for today, tomorrow, I I could care less. I just enjoy getting coffee with people. But um, beyond that, man, um, continuing to help to get the word out. Um, if you are a uh, a person who relies on Rideshare, download the Hum Rideshare app in the App Store or Android. Give us a good rating. Um, you know, uh, enjoy the drivers. Have a good time. Um, reach out to us. Connect with us. Tell us about your experience. And you know, if you're a, a Rideshare driver as well, like hop on board. Um, I don't know how many rideshare drivers we have in this community, but man, um, I guess you were one for a little bit. So join. Never know. You never know. <laughs> you have an awesome 30 day free trial. You can earn anything in that 30 day period. It's all gravy. Beyond that, we've got a low subscription cost uh, for you to pay to play. And man, our earnings are off the charts for this. So um, that's, that's how you guys can help. And then if someone's listening to this and they're a driver now and they want to switch over, or they want to try out driving, you know, for the first time, how can they just find you online? Like, do you have a website, obviously an app, uh, do you have social media, an email address? Like, how can someone connect to learn more? Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, we have an, uh, a website. Um, I love the designer of our website as well. We're continuously do to do work, continuously doing work on that. But you can find us at humrideshare.com. Uh, just right into the contact us page. If you have any questions, we'll connect. Um, you know, we're, we're all here locally in the States and everything. We pick up the phone when you call, we call you back when you leave a voicemail, we email you back when you send us an email. So hit us up on our site, follow us on social media at hum rideshare on Instagram, uh, Facebook, our, our username's the same thing, hum rideshare. So humrideshare.com is basically the, uh, the digital name. Just, uh, give us a Google search and you'll find us there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on of the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you at an event or at a coffee shop soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll see you at the Henry. <laughs> see you at the Henry. <laughs>